Here's the situation, folks. If you want to find out more about someone's character, whether or not they're a garbage human being, why not ask them some of their top fives? For instance, their top five pickles, top five brands of toilet paper, top five places to eat a hoagie, top five ways to tell someone they smell like chicken nuggets, top five pictures of Willem Dafoe, top five days in July, top five worst experiences in an airport, top five TikToks of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, Top five times you tried to fart and quickly realized it was more than just a fart. Top five times you looked up into the sky and yelled, you'll pay for this. <laughs> and most importantly, the top five ways that you listen to us talk each and every week, because this is the Parking Lot Podcast with your friends, Kate Latimer, Maggie Prince, Elise Bailey, and myself, Ellie Janetta. So prepare yourself for what might be one of the top five podcasts ever recorded in the history of the world. So strap in. Since it's Tuesday, how was everybody's weekend? Elise, Maggie I, wants. Oh. oh, Maggie, you want to start? She just uh, has sure. like something to say. Okay, <laughs> she just has something to say. Say it. So, um, <laughs> I have witnessed another event from my window. Oh wow! And like, I realized that I just have turned into this old lady who like there's gonna be a novel written about <laughs> yeah. you. You're literally Jimmy Stewart in Rear Window. Like You're I just, just sitting by your by, window yeah. watching shit go down. I stand by the window with my hands on the hips and on my hips, and I like race up from my bedroom to the living room to see like which is the better best view. Um, but anyways, yesterday um, I was doing work alone uh, in the house and this ambulance came and parked right in front of our house and I was like oh no what's going on and then no first a fire truck came then the ambulance came uh and they like rushed into the basement apartment next door and like nothing was like going on they didn't bring the stretcher in they were in there for a while then like three cop cars came and I was like, what the fuck? Um, but there was like nothing really happening. And then eventually they like walked this guy out from the basement, but they didn't like walk him out. Like it wasn't like a perp walk. It was just like a very calm walk. And then the guy, this like older gentleman, like went back into his apartment in the basement. And like, but the cops were there, like the fire truck and ambulance had like left by now. The cops were there for hours. And I was like, what is going on? Like, this is so weird. A suicide attempt? Well, She's just like, live texting the group. Well, he looks like, like the ambulance was gone pretty quickly. Like there, there was, everybody seemed pretty fine. Everybody left and I was like, whatever. I guess I'll just never know. Cool. Stuff like that happens. And then... <laughs> I guess he's fine. I guess he's fine. Uh, and stuff then, like that. Happens. Stuff like that happens. And then the next today, um, just I, part of the job. Just part of the job. Today, <laughs> uh, I was in the living room eating breakfast, and uh, the cops showed up again, uh, parked in front of our house, and they went inside um, the base, the our neighbor's basement apartment, and were there for like a while, and. Um, it was really Kate was there and the same guy was out there and then like another guy pulled up um with a, a van and then like the guy looked like he was like really angry to see this man and but the cops were all talking to him it was like so and I was like what the fuck is going on but like the cops were like very laid back it they was were so just chill. sort of hanging out being like dude yeah <laughs> like, hey and like the older guy was like also just like chill like other than like raising his fist at one point to this other guy he knew otherwise chill otherwise chill like um, that guy looked so crazy he looked pretty crazy he, like, he didn't he look that crazy he had a look of a crazy man he Not had wild eyes a li i don't know i don't know when he walked out i wasn't surprised yeah that the, that was the guy living in the basement yes uh, uh, yeah a taxi came for him he had been bringing out files and he had been bringing out files like, like boxes oh. of files. files and maggie and i were like is he being audited by like the, the police, police? <laughs> like what like, is what going the fuck's on going on and then, and then i was like oh he's being evicted and then i was like that's sad Oh, that's, that's what we think well that's what maggie thinks happened then, yeah i agree yeah so just because like it, a cop kind of, car was blocking my driveway so i had to go out and ask him to move mm -hmm. and then he did and then i had to call maggie to ask her how my backing up was i didn't Why actually didn't pay attention at all hmm, back me out hey. 
How hey, is can it? You, serve uh, and protect. Do how both is, right how now. How is that for you? <laughs> did you have a good time? How is this? How is this for you? Do you I feel also good? totally. Lo- Kate was like, "How? How did I do? Like, were you watching? I was not watching at all. I have no clue how you backed out. Fuck. I guess because well. she backed out in front of like five cops, <laughs> and then apparently there's a car like waiting behind her, and I, she was like, "Did was there somebody waiting for me? Like, did, and I was like, "No." They no. immediately put like a boot on your car. I was like, "You're <laughs> like, get her license." Well, I saw they all looked really chill and they like didn't care about you so i was like no worries even if you did something wrong like they don't care white privilege <laughs> she looks like she pays rent yeah <laughs> we're not trying to make sure glasses on yes i was already wearing my yeah. computer glasses uh and so then i called maggie and then we talked it through on my drive to work yeah and um that's when you figured it out anyways uh kate how's your week <laughs> my week was was nice uh I want to talk about Friday because we all went out together and I had such a good time. Uh, and this was an Elise Bailey work event originally. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about this together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, I'll let you talk about the tall boy side of things. The tall boys, uh, the season finale is tonight being Tuesday on CBC. Oh, oh, oh. So the original plan, since we haven't been able to have a rap party at all in the last two years, it was to do like a comedy bar event where the tall boys would do like some improv and some stand up. We would screen the last episode of the season. Everybody who worked on the show could be invited, but it was still open to the public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good time. Um, and then some unfortunate things happened along the way. Guled, who was supposed to be on our show <laughs> and was also supposed to go to that show, uh, came down with the Rona. So at the last minute, the tall boys kind of had to pivot and it just became this like no longer actually like a tall boys associated event. Like just they happened to be there, but it was more like a general stand up night with some of their friends. But I'd already gotten tickets for my homies. So we were like, forget, let's still go see some stand up. And we did. Yeah. And uh, Elise and Elliot came over to our house for dinner beforehand. Yes. And I just I had such a. Like, I know you guys came over during the pandemic, but this felt like the pandemic was over. And uh, all three of us had like different, the roommates all had different things that they were cooking. Mm-hmm. Partners were over. It was like a full house. I just felt like no one stopped talking for like the entire mm-hmm. time. And everybody, like, we really all vibed. Yeah. Like, it was such really a nice, nice dinner. It just felt like really normal and relaxed. And like, I loved that rush of like calling the Ubers and everyone having to get out the door at the same time. Um, and like, excuse me two minutes before we're gonna order the uber kate's like i can't believe we're going out what if we didn't go out you guys i think i'm just gonna get into bed let's not go out why are we gonna go out this is the time of the night where i don't want to go out and i was like it's 8 30 did you actually suggest that i i i was waiting for her i she never told me that this is how she felt but because we were having such a good dinner i knew i was like kate is gonna like whenever I'm having too much fun at home I never want to leave I know same but like I knew that we would have fun at least you'll find this out about me as we enter our our friendship post pandemic is I'm not gonna want to go to the next phase of the night ever I did not put up with it because I then ordered the uber (laughs) Sarah was like let's start figuring out Ubers I was like ordered you just (laughs) have to push me through it and I had such a good time and like the whole night there was enough of us that I just like I don't remember looking at anyone else who wasn't in our group I was just like so focused Mm -hmm. on our like crew of people and then we went out bar not bar hopping we went to two bars after but it was the first time in a while we'd gone to like so many places like we went to comedy bar we started walking the wrong way down bloor (laughs) we're trying to get to christy we went elliot's like other friends not that way (laughs) yeah Yeah, we bumped into and brought people along with us i was like sprinting down the street with shannon i just like haven't um like had like normal fun like that in a while. Yeah. Hi Shannon XOXO. Yeah, Shannon, we had a really good time. Yes. You brought your homies. We yes. sp- we sat in a weird bar with like a living room in the back and the guy was like, please don't sit oh, here. He, hated us. he, he was- really hated us. That I, was yeah, I pulled up my pants and made everyone touch my um legs. Yeah, <laughs> you did do that. But I, I thought about it after and I was like, well of course he hated us. We immediately were walking and we're like, do we want to stay here? Like <laughs> I don't know, guys. Like this is Andrew like, we does like, the splits laughing. in the corner. Michael almost falls out of his chair and is like, "I'll buy everyone's drink." Thing, yeah, because he, he like, like the waiter came over to him and they started having like a very intense conversation. And then Michael leaned really far back, and I was yeah. like, "Is Michael being kicked out? He's about <laughs> to go over." Yeah. yeah. 
I do remember that. It was really fun. Kate's like up with her pants rolled up to her knees being like, but do you feel the muscle? Elliot, did you have a good time? Mm-hmm, I did. I don't remember the last half, but <laughs> it was it was fun. You'd had some beers by that time. Yeah. You went into it with, you were like, you had 10 beers and you chugged some wine. Yeah. You were like, we're going to, I'm going to get litty. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it was fun. Classic Friday. Classic Friday. Friday. pandemic, baby. Yes. And you did a good job. But then during the comedy, you were like, oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just like looking back at Elliot. (laughs) No, I mean, this joke won't, this won't go over. But imagine somebody not reacting. (laughs) I try to. I tried. I tried my hardest. You made a vow to yourself never to laugh at a joke that wasn't your taste. Yeah. And you yeah. stuck with it. Maybe I should stop doing that. <laughs> Are you going to laugh now? No. Okay. Um, uh, uh, wait, Elise, how was your week other than the Friday night? It was good. The Oscars were this weekend. Uh, we watched the Oscars on Sunday night with Elliot's parents and I I don't think I'd watch the Oscars on my own I think I'd like to watch oh, yeah. them with your parents it's just so funny they have said they should be commentators uh, of course Oscars with the parents is a good idea I would say it's a great idea we all had some champagne we had some cake if you're hearing this it's Friday and we probably had 18 discussions already about the slap everyone's talked to their blue in the face about the slap I think by the time you hear this, we won't have any hot or original takes. And we're not talking about there's a very limited run of a TV show, I think, on CTV called The Slap about <laughs> a, like a little kid's birthday party and some other kid is acting out and someone else's parents slaps that oh, child. Yes. It's Australian. And it, and I it read that book and watched whole, that show. Yeah. We're not referencing <laughs> We're not that. referencing that. We are referencing Will Smith. Really good book, though. Walking on stage and slapping Chris Rock on live television. But it was just like, it was so crazy watching that. And your parents were like, was that scripted? No, that wasn't scripted. Oh, my God. He just punched Chris Rock. And then it was bleeped. And we were like, oh, that was real. Yeah. Well, it wasn't until he starts fumbling his lines afterwards. Everyone's like, oh, maybe this wasn't staged. Because he starts walking up. Once he's walking to him, you, everyone's like, he's like, Chris Rock is like kind of like egging him on. He's like, here he comes, right? Richard. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. it sounds like it was like a whole bit. And then it's like, oh, this is just kind of crazy. When they bleeped Will Smith and he was Yeah, it wasn't until yelling. he was screaming that I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the, what the mm-hmm. fuck? But it, the thing about this year's Oscars is so interesting is like, there were actually quite a bunch of like, I think memorable moments that were very much overshadowed by this it's a big year yeah and there's like a moment when will smith does win and he's up there doing his speech and they cut the camera feed Mm -hmm. and at first i thought it's because they were like we're not going to show him after he oh yeah i forgot about after he did that just to kind of i don't know like rebel against him in this moment but then you quickly realize it's because Ven- uh, Venus Williams' boob was out. <laughs> I thought it's because he had like so much snot coming out of his nose or something <laughs> Wait, that they were like, we can't show this. Out? Yeah, yeah she had real. a nip slip. That's why. <gasps> oh, my because God. Because I was like, There's a nip- the nipple's out, the nipple's out, everybody, the nipple's out. Um, well, it's good for so, Venus that that yeah, got buried. Tough, tough night for King Richard. I was like literally on Twitter while watching and I was like, Google, I was like, Venus Williams' nipple. And everybody was like, anybody else see that nipple out? Uh, yeah. Obviously the awesome. Oscars. Were there any feeds that didn't have that had eventually one of the cameras? I'm sure it was just one of those miscommunications where they were like, camera feed, camera seat, pan in, pan in. Because well, they're probably already figuring out do we show him talking after he yeah. slapped this person and be like, we can't cut to the boob again. Well, one of the cameras though had to like, they had to figure out which camera was going to reconfigure and go in tighter on her. Because then eventually they went back to her and it was like, chest up mm. but at one point it was like all of the the family together and more of like a medium shot and you could see because she was clutching Can her you chest imagine like that. being in the control room at that point of like what what do we do no well, especially that like the time between when when will smith got off the stage after hitting chris and then before his category was announced it was like what is about to happen yeah. like if he wins and he goes on stage what happens if he doesn't win what well, they, happens they like, cut to him a few times and he was laughing like yeah like really laughing and everyone else is like kind of nervously laughing around them. <laughs> and it was just like very uncomfortable. And it feels like, you know, that's what you were saying. There are a lot of memorable moments of like, what's her name? Like people saying like, what was the uh, 
the only woman nominated as the director Jane and she Champion. wins. And I yeah. feel like it's going to get overshadowed and like not yeah. remembered because yeah. of stuff a like Latina, this. A uh, Latina Afro-American woman won mm-hmm. for Best Supporting First Actress. First openly queer. First openly queer. A deaf actor won. Liza Minnelli and Lady Gaga, that documentarian, said the woman died in a really weird way. Yeah. There yeah. are just so many things that you're like, yeah. oh, like that would have been memorable. Do you remember how many Encanto songs were sung? Too many. Too, too many. <laughs> We all have, oh, that's such a good point. Why was that second song there? I don't know. And I, I thought it was a joke. I thought they were going to be like, oh, haha, another Encanto song. And then it really was. And I well, was they like. they were both nominated. I guess. Were they? They had two songs nominated. Oh. Yeah. I don't think I we don't talk about Bruno as an Oscar worthy song. No. Well, it didn't win. So. Kaylee I had, had really to like leave the room because I think that's all that the kids sang yeah. in her kindergarten class. She's <laughs> like, I can't fucking hear this song anymore. I need to leave. I'd never heard the song before. I was like, this is great. Uh, I would say the lyrics are very bad. I didn't understand <laughs> what was going on. I feel like if you knew the plot, maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that really stood out to me about this Oscars, which I didn't see anybody talking about, is that Al Pacino and Billie Eilish had the same dresser. Yes, that was so funny. When- <laughs> I, I I don't know what Al Pacino was wearing. I don't know what Billie Eilish was wearing. Yeah. No, but like I literally... Let me just Google it. He, like, he, was, wearing he was wearing something like, very similar. He was wearing something that like your like divorced mom would wear. Yeah. Like he's wearing like this like long scarf with this like black button up, like very loose blouse and these like just generic dress pants. That's was... just who he is now. Did you see those photos of him like dancing down the street in Los Angeles? He was like listening to music and just walking down the street. Recently? Just, like, yeah, it must have been a couple of weeks ago. I love that. He's just like dancing and just people taking photos of him just having a great time. I love I that see that. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty much just what, after we went out on Friday night, I was horrifically sick on Saturday. All I wanted was a grilled cheese and I threw quite the temper tantrum because uh I just wanted a grilled cheese. Elliot was like, let's go to McDonald's. McDonald's doesn't make grilled cheese. I was like, we'll just go to Tim Hortons. We go to Tim Hortons and they make me the worst grilled cheese I've ever had. It was literally just bread. I don't understand why they have to grill the cheese on the outside of the bread. Have you ever had this sandwich? They have a they have a fucking grilled cheese. Sorry, fuck you, Tim Hortons. <laughs> but they have a grilled cheese, but it has cheese on the top of the bread and in the bread. And they grill the top. And the cheese in the middle is not grilled whatsoever. Uh, but then when you put it in the cheese. bag, it's just cheese stuck to the bag. Yeah, it's just cheese stuck to the bag, but that's on the top of the bread. Is that your only option for grilled cheese? Yeah. It was where we were. Um, we were out late. Is I that mean, your I local Tim This was the next day. And this was the next day. Regular, we had a grilled cheese when there, we went out, too. And there was no that late was disappointing. excuse. Was this was midday. Yeah. All the grilled cheeses I had on the weekend were disappointing. But anyways, that was. I didn't leave my bed on Saturday. I wish I hadn't. I took a day of rest. You made need... you made grilled cheese that was really good on Saturday. I still was upset with it because like the time between when we finished the grilled cheese when we finished all the other things we were cooking, the cheese wasn't stretchy anymore. What's yeah. your grilled cheese process? Like what do you do? We got uh challah bread from oh, yeah. kitchen table yes. and I take some butter and I chop my own garlic and I make some garlic butter. And then we got gouda and cheddar. And I spread the garlic butter on the inside, put the cheese and bread together, and then I put butter in the pan. And then I, I sometimes use mayo, but we don't have mayo uh, to grill on the outside. That's that was beautiful. It. That's really yummy. I forgot we have a panini press and I would have used that. Butter Next on time. the inside. I should do that. Um, but yeah, Elliot, how was your week? Um, it was all right. Um, I feel like my... My OCD has been in full effect because we went to a fine grilled cheese on Saturday and went back to Ikea. And um, I'm just waiting for the time I come home at the end of the day. And there's, Elise is not sitting at the desk and there's like a little written note saying like, I've had it. I I can't deal with another uh, frame being hung, thing being moved, something being turned. And it's... It's really getting intense and it's gotten to the point now where (laughs) I am like, I can hear it while I say it and it's, it's, yeah, it's really intense. And it's like, I'm, I feel the way that my dad feels when my, my dad has to go with my mom, like for paint swatch selection and stuff like that. So it's, I'm sorry you have to deal with that. You're going to have to deal with it a little bit longer because I don't have anything else going on to like 
counteract the OCD. Uh, but I really, I try to be patient with that because I know that it's just like Elliot. As I, I've learned a lot in the la- in the pandemic, but particularly in the last few months, he gets very fixated. Yeah. Like when Elliot has an idea, that's that's all that's turning in that nougat. And <laughs> I can't sleep. <laughs> we were like, I feel like we've just gotten to a point where everything is settled. And over the weekend, I was like. <laughs> like we just got home for everything. I don't want to move things again. And then like you know, Elliot made this comment. He was like, "Do you think we should have gotten the lighter color chairs?" And I'm like, "No, we just got the chairs. We're used to having our chairs. Our chairs are in the spot that they should be. We're not getting new chairs." No, it's it's a sickness. <laughs> I have a disease, and it's it's taking over. And um, your apartment last time I saw it looked great. It looks beautiful. Well, it's completely different now. We've moved everything. <laughs> And then like we have We painted again <laughs> And Elliot like We have these like Two pictures in a frame And I'm like yeah 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 Like to me I don't have a brain That works like that Like I can't really like I can't You're lucky <laughs> I can't look at like Things and know What would look better I can just look at it And go yes I do like that Or no I don't That's it It's yes or no There's no like right. What if we tried this And so we have these Two pictures in a frame That I'm like yeah That's fine Looks great And Elliot was like no. And he got two different frames and put them up. And I was like, yeah, actually, those do look better. Could I have ever gotten to that decision? No. Would I have ever figured out that that's what would look better? Absolutely not. But I trust your judgment on sure. it. Sure. Then you ask yourself, should I get to that point? <laughs> Probably not. So it's but, an illness, but there are nice benefits at the end. Well, yeah. we'll see. Was, yeah. Until I, I just, we're not, bu- we're not rebuying any of our major furniture pieces. I'm sorry, Elliot. We're just not doing it. No, it's good. We're not re- we're not getting new dressers or side yeah. tables or chairs. Mm-hmm. We're keeping the ones we have. Yeah, um, yeah. Other than that, just <laughs> mental life illness, in, <laughs> life in shambles. Um, we were trying to come up with a top fives type of episode, and we couldn't really decide on one particular top five to go through. So we each picked five random top fives, and we're all going to go through them and see what everybody's top fives of something is. Um, how do you guys want to do it? Do you want to do it like we each kind of go in a circle, you go through all five and then the next person goes and the next person goes and the next person? Okay, you, should, you start. I want to see the vibe and then I'll pick Well, I have, a, I have a, a, a range of vibes. Same. Okay. I'm going to start with a, a low-key vibe. Okay. Okay, guys. Since this is the Parking Lot Podcast... My first top five list is a list of my top five parking lots. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> so the first one I'd like to talk about is the parking lot at 401 Richmond, which is a really good time because we park here to record our podcast. And um, there's a parking attendant named Greg. And we sort of have to like semi-bribe Greg in order to park during the day. And so I leave like a little note on my on my dashboard that says, hey, Greg, it's Kate. Like, here's my phone number if you need me to move. And most times he does call me and then he ushers me into like a one way tiny back alley and has to direct me into like a, a, a back in situation that's just like very upsetting and then he usually like lets me in a little side door and he's like you can go in that way you know you know where to-. and greg is a hundred years old and walks with like a hunch and nah, 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 never remembers who i am is byron here <laughs> does byron have 40 bucks for me <laughs> <laughs> i love this this parking lot my second favorite parking lot is um the loblaws parking lot at bayview and more are you oh, guys familiar? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great place. So when I was like 16 with my G1, um, for the first time I was driving with my mom, obviously a fully licensed passenger along with me and my two friends in the back seat. And I was like, guys, I, I know how to drive. I'm the best driver in the world. And I had like a standard and that's what I had learned to drive on. And up until that point, I'd only ever done like the Mount Pleasant Cemetery. And I was like, we're going another three blocks. And, uh, I get to the parking lot and, um, and I try and park the car and it just goes, I like, like I go into a line and I can't, I can't park the car. It's not a spot. And my friend just made horrible, horrible fun of me. And I realized I couldn't yet drive, mm-hmm. but it was my first parking lot as like a, as a driver yeah, yeah. with mm-hmm. my friends in the back. Bittersweet. Mm-hmm. A memory. A memory. Um, my third favorite parking lot is my underground lot across from Ryerson, which is where I used to spend a lot of time when I had to go pick up gear. 
but it's memorable because it's kind of one way down, one way up. And so what they do is they assume you like go down one way, get a spot. And then when you're like backing out of your spot, you back up the other way so you can go back in. But one time the lot was full and I had to like do a 18 point turn to like <laughs> get the car back around to go the other way. And the car was stuck in reverse and I didn't realize. And I, I smashed the back of my parents' car into a pole and I couldn't get it out of reverse. So every time I tried to go forward, it just kept going back. Oh my God. And, um, we don't have that car anymore. Oh God. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. That's scary. It was a bumpy ride learning how to drive. <laughs> um, my fourth favorite parking lot. This is really exciting. I have no regrets. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, um, what am I going to say? The valet parking at my grandparents four seasons, four seasons. residence. Cause I just like, cause you don't have to park. Yeah. I just like valet parking. I don't know where the parking lot is. You just drive into this little roundabout. You give them the keys. And I like, sometimes I've gone by myself and I feel pretty badass. And I was like, yeah, here are the keys boys. And then you have to call down 10 minutes before you want to leave and they'll bring your car back up. Valet parking is the way How to How do they live. know which car is yours there? Because they know. Because they're good at their jobs. Because the they're Latimers, they have a little book that says guest of the Latimers. And then they write down what kind of car you have. Oh, I would assume. And then my last one is the, we used to work at a camp called Winona. And the parking lot there Aww. just had a lot of memories. Because I feel like we spent a lot of time out there for no reason. I was hoping you'd say that one. And uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I also have like a very <laughs> specific memory. Because one time... Um, one of the girls at camp who turned out to be a pathological oh, liar yes. told us that she'd seen someone like masturbating uh, on the fence and looking at her. So we had to call the police. And so the police came and did the report, blah, blah, blah. But my senior director was called because the police were on site. And she was like all about these police officers. She was like, mm, can I see your gun? So by the, edge, the end of the day... We have like a full tour of their police car in the lot. And and she, I think they did let her, maybe I made that up, but I feel like they let her like at least look at the gun. The kid or your director? The director. The senior director. <laughs> no, she was, was young yeah. and cute. But yeah. um, anyway, good time in that parking lot. That's insane. Those are my top five parking lots, everybody. Wow, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Is wow, that wow. the vibe we're going for? Yes. I would have mm. never guessed that. Welcome to the parking lot podcast. <laughs> Top five Just parking, lots. About parking lot. That's what it is. You're never going to read this vibe. Um, Elise, what are your, what's your first top five? Okay. Well, my first top five is five albums. I love every song on and know all the words Ooh, to, but a good aren't one. my favorite albums. Whoa. Specific. Right. Very specific. Number one, no shame. The fray, how to save a life. Hmm. You Great. love every song on that album? I love every song on that album. Iconic. I know every song on that album. I know the words to them all. It's a shame I carried with me for a long time, uh, and I'm just learning to embrace it. Mm. I, I only to, know that one song. I used to read the Twilight books and listen to The Fray. <laughs> <laughs> and I listened to, actually, The Fray had another album right after that one, and I was like, all of these songs should have been in the Twilight soundtrack because they're all about Twilight. So you were both kind of nerds in high school then. I'm this was middle school. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh continuing. I forget you're younger than me. <laughs> Not by much. But I was in grade nine when I was reading Twilight. Oh yeah. That would be like death. No, I was in grade seven when I was reading yeah. Twilight. That would have been social death. That adds up. Uh a lot of these were important albums to me when I was in middle school. So they kind of have a theme. The next is Feist the Reminder, because that was the first album I ever oh. bought with my own money. I think I've talked about that before, but I I literally found that. Uh, CD while I was looking through my stuff when we were moving and it was like in tatters yes. <laughs> like, the CD sleeve was not even in one piece um, next is Radiohead Kid A because they played a weird cover of it at the Oscars of, of the song Kid A and I was like that's so weird and then I was listening to that album the other day in the shower and I was like I love this album this is one of those ones that I always love to come back to it's very sad and upsetting but really good I love I I love that album great the whole album. thing I listen to it every time I'm on a road trip it's so good. We should listen to it on our next road trip. Yeah. Uh, then I got the Postal Service Give Up, which Elliot mm. thinks is just the origins of Owl City. 
but it's not. It's an incredible album, and every song on that is amazing. I don't mm-hmm. have an opinion on Owl City. Ten million fireflies. Well, we're not talking about Owl City. We're talking about Postal Service. Well, I can't be like, oh, no, he's crazy. He's wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, he is crazy, and he is wrong. I believe you. And number five is Adele 19. Adele 19. Adele 19? Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. I feel like that really fits that category. Of Great like, album. Yeah. Great middle school album. tunes. No, yes. every song on that album, but I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite albums. What yeah. are the other songs on that album? Can you... Um, Chasing Pavements, mm-hmm. First Love. Uh, I don't know First Love. Forgive me, First Love. I don't want to get copyright claim. Yeah, please don't I sing too much. keep chasing pavements. Daydreamer, Best for Last, Cold Shoulder, Crazy for You, Melt My Heart to Stone, Right as Rain, Make You Feel My Love, My Same, Tired, Hometown Glory. Yes. I'll play all Great these album. albums on our next road trip. Love it. And that's my first top five. I don't Great. have memories really to associate with those besides just like they were critical I listened. to my life at those times perfect um my first list i i hope these are not all too boring uh my first i did uh, parking lot so you're my fine. first top five are <laughs> top five articles of clothing Ooh, I love oh it. i love practical. it practical um First one, um, because I'm kind of, my two favorite seasons are obviously spring and fall, the transitionary seasons where you can get away with wearing a little bit of summer clothes and a little bit of half-ish wintery clothes. So my number one is like a layering chore slash jean jacket with enough pockets that I can hold usually a handful of stuff. Do I have car keys? I don't want to have to sit on them if I don't want to hold my wallet in my pocket. Um, number two, white t-shirt. I probably wear a white t-shirt every single day. And my brain kind of goes back and forth with saying like, like in high school, for instance, being like, I kind of wish I had to wear a uniform every day. So I didn't have to think about what I had to wear every single day. But then at the same time, I did also like picking what I had to wear every day. Your brother so, had to wear a uniform. Yeah. And it looked kind of boring. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Um, a reliable pullover crew neck sweater, preferably plain or a simple design like the one I'm wearing right now. Would you ever wear those top three items all at the same time? Um, yeah, I almost wore them today. Uh, yeah. You're wearing a white t-shirt, a crew neck. I'm wearing neck. all three of them today. You, and you brought a chore jacket. Um, number four. So you're just listing what you're wearing today? Yeah, pretty okay, much. <laughs> Underwear. Number four is black Calvin Klein boxer briefs. <laughs> Uh, simple, reliable, we didn't plan that. iconic. Um, I literally only have one, not one single I, pair I of underwear. I one pair. <laughs> but one. A, I love a, a handful of the same brand. Uh, and then. Why would you need two? And then lastly, uh, it's a style of jeans that I, jeans. It's a style of jeans <laughs> that I just found out during the pandemic, which is the Levi's straight taper jeans because. I'm very much not into the slim fit life anymore. I don't want fabric against tightly against my legs because it rips out all my leg hair. So I'm, I'm. Uh, Is that what you're wearing right now? No, no. Mm-hmm. But um, those are I wore jeans, them, you dummy. I jeans. wore them yesterday, and I, I have them in gray. So I put gray. I like that's, those pants. That's my. So top that's your five. uniform. Yeah. Oh, this that's is a good uniform. Very generic. Anyways, Maggie. <laughs> um. So I did. A bunch, but I, I'll do the first one that I wrote down right now, which is um, top five uh, reality TV host, uh, reality TV hosts. Wow. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, um, number five is Tyra Banks, because uh, I think that she's kind of a bad person, but she's really entertaining and iconic. Are you? Oh, you're ranking them in yeah. order of importance. Yeah, this, is, this not all of them are order. No, they're all order of importance <laughs> oh, for me. Okay, good I to know. Good um, to know. So Tyra, because I can't put her first because she's like, I, I don't know, I don't trust her. I think she's like done a, a lot of weird shit, especially to like contestants on America's Next Top Model. What do you mean weird shit? Like Ooh, a lot of them? weird like, stuff. Yeah, yeah. like uh, yelled and stuff. Um, slapped. Slapped. <laughs> I don't think she slapped anybody. No, uh, <laughs> I don't want to spread that. Uh, number three is, uh, no, number two is um, uh, Padma Lynch, Lamshki. From uh, Top Chef. Oh, 
Oh my God, Maggie. I'm having such a good time. Um, You're a host from Top Chef? Yeah, yeah, she's from Top Chef. Um, You watch Top Chef? I have in the past. She's really good at her job and she's really beautiful. And she like clearly like just like she's not a chef, but she clearly loves food so much. And I've heard her talk on podcasts about food and she just like she really cares. Yeah. Um, And she's just very charming and uh, articulate and beautiful. Great. Uh, Number three is Gordon Ramsay. I love Gordon Ramsay so much. Uh, I love Kitchen Nightmares, but I like original Kitchen Nightmares, like season one, UK. It's like much more documentary style, like quiet. It's less like I'm walking into this like disgusting place in Texas and like yelling at everybody. Like it's 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 really good. I mean, but I also just like love Gordon Ramsay. He's a very good character, like yeah. a good personality for TV. I love him. Um, I love Does the way he, he looks. He, I feel like he asks the best of the participants. He's, he gets yeah. the best out of them. He gets the best out of them. Tough he, love. A tough love, but he also like cl- like he builds these relationships with them that are like heartwarming and like funny. And he knows how to like not take himself too seriously, but also is like, very serious. He's really good. Do you have a Gordon Ramsay impression? Uh-huh. Get that fucking food out of my face. <laughs> That was not good. I don't think that's his British accent. I think he's here. Are you (gasps) an idiot sandwich? Yes, there we go. What's his British accent? I don't know. Am I getting him confused with um, someone else? I I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't. Who's the blonde? He's kind of funny looking. He's really angry. Kitchen Nightmares. uh, Hell's Kitchen. Swedish chef? No, I'm thinking of Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just not good at impressions or accents. He's like a little, it's like a dirtier, not dirtier, like lower class British accent. Yeah. Like okay. Southern. Like, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, but not Cockney. But not Cockney. So number two and number one are like pretty much tied, but, uh, and I went back and forth on the two, but my, I stand by who I picked as number one. Do you want me to one. guess? Yeah. Who your number one is? No, guess who my number two and number Chris one is. Chris Harrison. No, 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 no. Oh, that's who I was going to guess. What? He's nowhere near <laughs> on this list. He's not even on the list. Not even on the list. Sorry. I apologize. Number two is RuPaul. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think I he's, guess RuPaul he's is a good host. Very iconic, good host. There's yeah. been seasons where he's cared more than other seasons. Yeah. He's really funny. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's like he's uh, he's an iconic character and he ha- he definitely has his moments. But he also has his like moments of being like, come on, Rue. Like, I wish yeah. you were like and giving a bit more. And season suffers when Rue's not on it. Yeah. A, a season suffers when he's not Couldn't on it. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Number one is Jeff Probes from Survivor. Oh, I is, knew it was going to be the Survivor guy. Oh, he uh. is so good at his job. Uh. He's so he, like, oh, my God, guys, he's so talented. Like the way in, he has this uniform. Like, I want to be Jeff Probes for Halloween. Like, so like almost every year I don't do, do it, it. I, I will one day and he he has to like he just like you can see that he's just having like the time of his life and he has every single year like you can tell that he's just like he really loves, loves survivor job. yeah he's not faking it he's invested he like uh, he manages these like conversations between contestants he also like knows how to like um call out contestants like very appropriately like he's handled certain situations on survivor like really well he's good looking would he have let will smith accept the speech at the oscars had he been hosting yeah he would and then he would but he would also like you he would talk to will in like a very stern and like compassionate way he they would have had like a pep talk at the back after yeah Mm -hmm. do you think he gets too close to, like what's the right amount of getting close to the com- oh he stays he stays quite far away like there's contestants who like try to flirt with him sometimes and he like doesn't he doesn't give in but he'll like maybe smile or like give a little like hmm, like he'll like kind of like shake his like little finger at them oh, little and like finger a little mm. finger and so you is. don't think there's any like shenanigans after the camera goes off um i think he's dated one survivor contestant like de- like a decade while ago. they were on the island no afterwards rupaul's never dated a contestant just saying that's true that you know of yes that's, that's true that they've been open about yeah anyways uh yeah kate your turn um, I would like to do my next top five list is my top five movie endings without spoiling stuff, obviously. Ooh. Um, 
Okay. I just, I'm going to describe them because it's like, I, these are like the last 30 seconds are the moments I love. So I'm going to describe them really quickly. The first one is Jim Jarmusch's Down by Law with it, which is Tom Waits, Roberto Benini. They like escape Boring. prison. <laughs> um, so, uh, they are like they've escaped jail. They go on this like like adventure, the three of them together, blah, blah, blah. They lose one of them behind. And then the two of them, they decide that they're just never going to see each other. They come to a fork in the road and they've like they've been through something big and they basically just like say goodbye to each other. They both walk down the road separately and the camera just doesn't cut until they like lose go out of mm. shot. And so it's a long shot of the two of them walking down the road and it's all in black and white. And, uh, I saw that movie when I was first like 12 probably. And it's just stayed with me forever. And I love it a lot. Um, the second one is, um, house of sand, which is like a Brazilian movie, which I also saw when I was really young. And it's about these people who get like stranded in this village that they live on the beach in the sand. And the daughter finally like decides she wants to go rejoin civilization and she comes back to visit her mother after all of these years and has like lived a very different life in modern society. And, uh, the mother asks her, oh, and she's like, mom, you'll never believe what happened. Like they've been to the moon. Like, look at what man's doing. And, um, and the mother asks like, what was on the moon? And the daughter goes sand. And like, that's all the mother knows. She just lived in this, like her life is the sand. And I, her daughter left and what they found was more sand. And I just thought that was a good moment. <laughs> Elisa thought about that. But the, it's not sand on the moon. I think it's a sandy surface, isn't it? It's moon dust. Oh, my oh they didn't say moon dust in the movie. <laughs> it's made just fine. So maybe this isn't the movie for you, but it's it's no. I haven't seen it since I was um, a little girl. The third one is The Parent Trap. Oh amazing. God, amazing. With Lindsay Lohan? Of course, with Lindsay Lohan. So the parents finally get together. They're making yes. out. And then the two daughters are like so happy. And I cry every time. And then the Natalie Cole song starts playing. This will be an everlasting love. And like shots in the wedding come up. I rewatched it today at work. And it like, it makes me cry. You watched the whole movie? No, just that last scene. It's like uh, love prevailed. They fit. Their parents are so happy, and they're going to be together forever. It's like the most nostalgic ending of a movie ever. That's true. Really it makes true. me so happy. It kills me. Uh, there will be blood. Paul Thomas Anderson, PTA, when he beats Paul Dano to death with a. I mean, I've never seen a, it, so that just yeah, I've never seen see, it. Spoiled in a bowling alley. You guys are crazy. It's in a bowling alley. I can't believe you haven't seen there. Okay. What's it called? The price of what? There will be blood. Oh, <laughs> you've never seen that? No, I'd like to see it. Yeah, it feels me like too. that would be on like every film student's like criteria of like movies that you have I'm to watch Googling during school. I'm all these movies you're talking about. It it's it's the craziest last scene in the whole Daniel, in my whole Daniel life. Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis kills Paul Dano with he plays a, the butcher with a bowling. No, he does not. Pin. And they're talking about their oil rigs and he's like, I'll get a straw and I'll put it into your milkshake and I'll drink your milkshake. It's crazy. And then my last one is Good Time with uh, Josh Safdie. Mm -hmm. And Josh Safdie plays like a a man with mental disability. And uh, the last scene is his brother's like, I can't believe you haven't seen Good Time. Maggie. I'm sorry to people who haven't seen these movies. His brother's in jail. He's like in a home by his himself. His brother's Robert Pattinson. And he's just, they just sort of slowly have this song come up by um, Iggy Pop called The Beautiful and the Damned. And you just watch his brother sort of like in in this pl- place with without hope, but maybe hope. And the song is so... Like it, it kills me. That yeah, last he's like moment. trying to be. He's finally getting the help he needs, but he doesn't really know he needs it, and yeah. he's not really open to it. It's like such a complicated like moment. And trying to reintegrate. This perfect song comes up, and I was like, never in my life will. I, like if I were to ever make a film, that's how I'd want it to end with this moment. That's like, you can't fit it into a box. Yeah. That's a that's a very good list. Thank you. That's those are my top five movie endings. Wow. Mm. I'm sorry that, that I spoiled There Will Be Blood and Good Time for you. I, I didn't hear anything about Good Time except for like jail and hope. 
Those are the two words I heard. <laughs> Big spoiler. Mm. Uh, yeah, and then there will be blood. I'll still watch it one day. I have no context, so it's not really yeah. a spoiler. Yeah, I. that's not like a plot-based movie. Just watch it. Yeah. Elise? Well, on that note, my next top five is my top five fears. <laughs> uh, my number one is mean ghosts and demons, which I am the most scared of. Yeah. Uh, as some of you may know, Elliot and I moved into a bedroom that has mirrors on our closet. And I am petrified to look into them at night because uh, I might see ghoul. I don't like looking into dark doorways or down hallways or into basements because there could be ghouls. And every time the wind shifts our patio door, it's a ghoul. Mm-hmm. So I'm really scared of ghouls. I'm also scared of ghouls. I just mean ghosts. Like, I don't even think they're going to... I don't even let my brain go to, like, what would happen when the ghost attacks me. It's just knowing that they're there. It's, like, know, the worst fear. You know, like, when they talk about bullies and how, like, you can't, like react to a bully because they're going to keep bullying you it's the same thing with ghosts and ghouls where if you don't react they're going to be like well this is no fun they're going to go to the next unit they're going to fuck with that guy who has the dog we'll see I feel like like, this just means you've never interacted with a ghoul all the time I said hey you do your thing I'll do my thing (laughs) exactly Um, my next one is spiders which reminds me, really? there was a spider on the wall in our apartment, and I went to go kill it, and it jumped, and I don't know where it went. <laughs> and I just stood there in the kitchen. I was like, <laughs> I didn't know that, that you were scared of spiders. I'm horrified of spiders. Is that mm. a joke? Because every time I see a spider, I lose my I shit. I didn't really know this about you either. I'm horrified of spiders. I guess I haven't seen a lot of spiders That's with good you. to know. I'm at all times. I saw this TikTok about how like a good present, there's like a part of our ozone layer that's like just spiders <laughs> that get like what? sucked up into wind when they're like shooting their webs and they, and big gust of wind comes, they end up just getting like blown up into the air and they get stuck in the atmosphere. And there's like a whole layer of spiders that are just like alive <laughs> in the atmosphere. And uh, I'm terrified wow. of that. And I will no longer be going outside. Um, <laughs> I have a lot more questions about that. I'll we find can, that TikTok. Yeah, I'll please show it send to you. me that after. They're uh, floating in the air. Yeah, they're just like stuck up there because they they're not heavy enough to come down. What? <laughs> I don't think that's how gravity works. I'm pretty. I'm like I 100 percent believe it's real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number my number three fear is dying alone and no one knows that you've died. That's. Yeah, because I always say that to Elliot when we like pass a house. It's like, but you'll be dead. Yeah, but like it scares me to think that like no one knows I'm dead, and then I'm gonna be like dead for a while, and I'm like, I just want you to like get the funeral out of the way like immediately. I don't want anyone to be like, oh shit, she probably died like three months ago of a heart attack. Okay, that's not gonna happen. Like every time we pass like a dilapidated house, but someone clearly still lives there. I'm always like, do you think someone's dead inside there? And even if you were the last person of everyone you knew to die, you'd go to a home. You wouldn't be alone. But not everybody does that. Some people literally like die in their homes. Homes are really expensive. Yeah. So you're saying you're just fearful of other people dying alone and myself. Like, but I'm saying you, that will never happen to you. But I'm still like unreasonably scared of like, if I just like am in my old age and I live alone in a house and I die, maybe I fall down some stairs and I die and like nobody. I'll check on you. I think about that too. That's what I thought was happening with the ambulance and fire trucks and stuff. Again, back to TikTok. That someone like just smelled something. Yeah. Yeah, And they were dead in the basement. Um, Number four is losing all my teeth by falling and breaking my teeth. Go, Elise. (laughs) (laughs) I'm terrified of falling and like snapping my teeth in half or losing a tooth. That does freak me out really makes me nervous whenever i have one. dreams that I, my like i've lost teeth i like lose it in my dream um and number five is something that's unfortunately very timely but is always a big fear of mine is falling off an amusement park ride why um, is that timely because a teenager in the states was on one of those drop zone rides and his like harness wasn't on properly and on the way down he fell out <gasps> that's he died so sad. he was 14 that's but so he was sad. like six five and 300 pounds so like the way like they just didn't clasp him mm. in properly that and sucks. he knew on the way up he was like i'm not in properly oh my god he told his dad and on the way down he fell out oh my god I hate and that he didn't just like so grab much. oh 
Well, what could the dad do? No, gravity. You do. I don't know. You're going so fast on the way down. And it was like, unfortunately, oh. there's a video of it because someone's like recording their family being like, whoa, you see him fall out and literally nobody on the ground knows what to do. Like everybody's just like. There's like, nothing you can do. There's like one person standing there who just like slowly walks over because they were like, what What do we do? That's so upsetting. That freaks me out so much. So I will never be going on one of those rides. I don't care how safe it is. Just the thought that that even has ever happened. That did used to freak me out when I used to go on rides a lot. Like at drop zone when one of those ropes got loose and the girl's legs were amputated. That used to be a fear of mine. Yeah. That's like, I love roller coasters, but there's just like, I have this, just this fear of like, because you're having so much fun. <laughs> and then you're, fucked. yeah, but you're, I guess you're there's, moving really You're fast. moving so fast. There's like nothing you can do. I guess for some reason, being in like a car accident like that doesn't scare me, but being on an amusement park ride yeah. like that really scares me. Because it's also so public. And yeah. Like, I don't know. And you it's know the it's publicness gonna, of it all. <laughs> you know societal fear. Well, you like know it's going to make the news, and then you're just going to become like a tale. You're going to become a story. An urban legend. Yeah. The girl who fell out of the roller coaster. Yeah. Who fell off the teacups. If it makes you feel better, I don't remember anyone specifically who died oh, in the roller coaster. I'm going to remember accident. that story about that 14 year old. That's really upsetting. Awful. Elliot. <laughs> I hope you, you know, got to, something fun to, and good. To follow that up. <laughs> Um, my next one is top five things that I wish I was really good at or better at. Oh, oh. that's a good one. Um, being chill. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, first one would be like general housework, like knowing how to screw, uh, something into concrete or like know how to hang a shelf by myself. Cause I can do that. There you go. No, um, that's not why. Sorry. That was uh, really, because I, I'm actually great at that. Like that's being, really mean. Sorry. being confident and like. I don't know, like doing very limited electrical work or like mm-hmm. just like general tasks around the house. Like I changed the toilet seat when we moved in. I was like, wow, I feel really accomplished. But it's all just you just have to literally just screw it onto the toilet. But like that, <laughs> like stupid stuff, like uh, if the drain was clogged, knowing exactly how to, I don't know, go about it and not have to ask somebody. Because right now it's just kind of like a perpetual asking my cousin who's a carpenter to like hang and move and do stuff. and I'm. I'm sure he just won't text me ever again by the end of this month. Uh, next one. I wish I knew how to better write and articulate ideas. Um, I watch a lot of YouTube videos about like people doing movie reviews and like could like have like concrete points for like why they review something and like how they can explain why something is good and why they like it or whatever. Like have it like kind of concretely. Because every time I would try to do it, I'd just be like, this film was good. I liked it when this thing happened and <laughs> the runtime was a good amount of time and I did not get bored. <laughs> like it, I when I read it back, it sounds like that to my in my head. But like to be able to like uh, confidently sit down and like write out like almost like an essay that I would be able to like back up my own ideas. And I don't know, like know how to I wish I paid more attention in English class, basically. Number three, investing in money management. Uh, why don't they teach that in school? Yeah, that's yeah. such a good question. Um, that should be a class. Because I was at my cousin's the other day, and it was him and one of his other friends, who's a dad for uh, at his at his kid's school, and they were talking about like, well, I started investing in this mutual fund to get my son and this thing, blah 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 blah. They're like going back and forth, back and forth, and they're like looking at me as if like I knew everything that they were talking about, and like that I'm doing all the same stuff. And I'm, I don't know, 10 years younger than them. And I'm like, uh, I, I know I have a TFSA and I know that I invest <laughs> something in somewhere. My dad wants to buy something in the metaverse. Uh, like it's like kind of just, I, I feel like uh, it's just, it's so intimidating. And yeah. it's like all of these things, like I wish I had the, the brain power to sit down and figure them out to learn how to get better at them. And that one, I feel like, would be the most, aside from like the general housework, would be the most beneficial. Um, I want to learn that too. I it would, too. Yeah. Can we take a class? Well, after your cousin, like, he gave me like a very quick version of that one, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" And I made it a, a virtual appointment with a, an advisor at the bank. So I was like, "What?" I was like, yeah, I, can, "I think I, I need to that. start investing." And I'm very. My dad was talking about Quest Trade and oh, Wealth God, Simple. Guys, yeah, this is. I know my friend Roz is like really good at Wealth Simple, and she keeps being like, "Let me know when you want me to help you." And I'm always like, "Would she give a presentation to the four of us?" She really would, but literally when I get to like the download part on Wealth Simple. I'm like, no, I can't do it. No, <laughs> I'm too scared. I just, okay, my I, eyes are going cross-eyed right now. Can you get some next steps on this one? Sure. For all of us? Yeah. <laughs> um, the one after that kind of falls in line with that one, just in terms of like the where the world is headed and what 
like our skills people are looking for. Like I wish I knew what marketing was and how it worked and like the analytics behind things or like had the patience to learn. Like we had a meeting uh, for parking lot not too long ago with uh, Elisa's friend, Kristen, and she is a marketing person. She went to school for it and she works at a company that does marketing. And it's just all the little things that as soon as I start hearing them, they make me want to vomit and pull my hair out. But I know that they are important and for a world that is 90% online now, you got to learn how to like market your business, market your work, market yourself. You got to learn how to like be confident doing it and then know what, I don't know, avenues to go down and like mm-hmm. which things you're worth pursuing. Because I can, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people can fake it till they make it, but then the 1% of people who actually know what they're doing get the get the real results. And the, the last one, which kind of goes... Uh, for all of them is I wish I had the motivation to pursue the things that I want to get better at Mm, where it was like, like saying that I'm going to practice the piano saying that I'm going to learn Portuguese saying that you're like, you know, like talking the talk and walking the walk and like just um, saying that I'm going to actually sit through a Skillshare class and not just start and watch the trailer and then watch another YouTube video instead. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. That's very familiar. Yeah. Those are my five. Eggie. Those are good. Those are, those are all. Those yeah. are I've, motivating. Those are yeah, very I was relatable. Like, I should probably learn some household shit. I have anxiety <laughs> now. I'm kidding. I was like Maggie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I fixed a radiator the other day. So my next one um, is uh, pasta shapes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Let's do it. Let's hear it. Okay. So, do you have a memory associated with each one? No, I don't. Uh, but right, I could so say like, a little something if you want me please. to. Please. Um, so number five is fusilli. Really good. Good in like the summertime. Good Can with some pesto. Pretend I don't know what that is. Fusilli is like the length of penne, What's and it's the like first letter F. F. Fusilli. Uh, what did you think f- she was f- saying? F- fusilli. Fusilli. Elliot, had, you say it with. I had no idea. You, your Italian say it. Fusilli. It's the curly Fusilli. one. It's like, it's, like it's like a spiral penne. I know yeah. it. I'm familiar. So it's like a penne, but it's like a little upgraded. And there's no tube. It's just it's still, but it yeah. still get yeah. all Got the it. sauces get caught up in it. So it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like think like summertime, like a pasta like in a, a pasta picnic salad. or like pesto. And yeah. Ooh, like a pasta salad with like feta and olives yeah. and red onion. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Good yeah. pasta salad. Um, number uh, four. Four is bucatini. Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really like bucatini. Mm-hmm. Like long. We had it on Friday night. We had it on Friday. Thick, thick, uh, like spaghetti shape. It feels like a like restaurant a little, pasta. Yeah, it's really nice. There's like a little yeah. whole tube, hollow tube in there. It's really good. I like it. It's like fun. It's like the straw of pastas. It's like the straw mm. of pastas. You could slurp your sauce. You could. I don't think as much sauce gets in there as you like like to think like when you're making you're like this is a great idea there's gonna be so much sauce in there and there's it's like the hole's too small there are other noodles with bigger holes yes there there are (laughs) that's what she said (laughs) it's a tight hole i never i never think that yeah, I never think I never, I think never there's like, be, like so a surprise much, up in there. I hope there's sauce in my bucatini. <laughs> I, I think that, <laughs> but there never is. <laughs> I don't think of it as like an eclair. Okay, number three, um, I have uh, rigatoni. Good, yeah, classic. love rigatoni. <laughs> um, Kate, I think this is your favorite pasta shape. Correct it me is. if I'm wrong. It is. All Kate eats is rigatoni. She loves rigatoni. Um, I love rigatoni. I like it when it has the ridges. Because mm. it does get sauce in it. It does yeah, get sauce in it. That's one with like, it's like the pizza pocket of pastas. Mm. Yeah, it's like, it's like each bite is its own mm-hmm. thing. Great with some like meat sauce, mm. like stuff with like, because like you'll, you'll bite into it and you'll like, oh, this, this has no sauce in it. There's like, I have no like kind of like stuff left in my pasta. Like I have no mushrooms left, whatever the pasta's done. And then you take a bite and you're like, oh, there is a mushroom stuff hidden in the whole in inside the rigatoni. But Surprise! The when, best moment when you go to a restaurant and you order pasta. Does it ever come into like a factor for you to be like, well, this pasta sounds really good and that pasta sounds really good? But I know with rigatoni, I'm just more likely to get less uh, surface area of noodle, and then as opposed to like there being like a pesto spaghetti, I feel like I'm gonna get more pasta with spaghetti because it just looks like there's gonna be more in the bowl. 
Yes. Oh. So that plays a whole thing. That's why I never order ravioli at That's, a restaurant. Yeah. Never. Because you get six. Yeah, you're not going to get them. You get th- like... Th- like sometimes they just give you three. If then, yeah. Yeah, if yeah, it's a really a huge factor. Place. Yeah, yeah. Like I usually yeah. just want spaghetti at a restaurant. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, number where am I? Number four. This is no. You did number three. Rigatoni. You number two. Oh, I'm at number two. Oh, don't you have a list? Oh, Parpadelli. Parpadelli. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it number? <laughs> well, I I switched it up last minute. Oh, I got rid I of see. ravioli because I thought of that exact thing. And I was like, I'm just going to skip ravioli. is an event pasta. Yes. That's like mm. a, st- a warm up course. Yeah. Like if there's going to be lobster in it, then maybe. Mm. Totally. Mm-hmm. But it's mm. not like. Mm. So it's, it's not. It what can't is, make the list. What is the type of pasta you just said? Parpadelli. So it's What's like that? a it's like a fettuccine, but like even thicker. Yeah. Like it's like wider. Wider. Yeah. Wider. It's like a maybe like, like beachy waves, like two to three to four times as wide as fettuccine it's like really really wide it's like it's like, like a lasagna sheet basically no. yeah but like a lasagna sheet that's like <laughs> it's like a strip wide. of lasagna it's like if you took a sheet of lasagna and you cut it into like five strips yeah proper i've never met her never met it looks her. like a, like the the width of like a fruit roll-up yes yeah no i don't that's, know what... no i don't think it's that wide um some pepper deli is I just really like it. I really yeah, it's it, good. It's it like makes chewy. me feel fancy. It also uh, feels like a fancy pasta. It does. It looks good on a spoon. It looks good on a plate. It's mm-hmm. like really pretty. It's I really like it. Good for twirling. Good mm. for twirling. You get like a full mouth of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number one is spaghetti. Oh, sure. Classic. It has to be. Classic. Tried and true. Yeah. Tried I, and true. I think my number one would be linguine. Linguine, really? Mm. Oh. Linguine. Yeah, they do say linguine is the poor man's spaghetti. Oh, <laughs> do. do they? I thought spaghetti was. In the in the pasta community. Mm. Mine used Our to be slash pasta. Hair. He's part of a group. Yeah. What about, what's your favorite shape, Elliot? Um, probably Macaroni. it would be a longer noodle, mm-hmm. that of a linguine or a fettuccine or a spaghetti. Just because I feel like I'm I'm getting more. Yeah. Because I'm hungry all the time. That and priorities. I, and yeah. I don't want to not be full. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's it. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the first half of our top five lists. Um, we're going to be back next week with part two for more incredible top five lists. We're going to find out more about each other, more about ourselves, and most importantly, more about um, each other. Love. <laughs> kidding. Uh, check back in next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for stopping by. Love you.